go to infendo.com and join our Discord and ask us a question. If you like cartoony Italian plumbers, you're in the right place. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everyone. And welcome to <laughs> Infendo Radio. My name is Lucas. Uh, this is episode 647. There it is. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Don't ask how I knew it was coming, because this is definitely the first time we've recorded this intro. Infendo Radio. We never do a second take. Um, welcome to the show. We have a, a show for you tonight. There was a Nintendo Direct today, and it was a big one, even though it was a small one as I'm sure we'll all talk about in a minute here. But before that, I'd like to introduce my lovely co-host and tell everyone how they're doing. Um, Justin, how you doing tonight? And where can the people find you? All right, we're mixing it up. Am I, am I muted? Nope. No, no okay. You're Sorry. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was hovering <laughs> over my thing and said mute. Okay, anyway, great. hi. <laughs> <laughs> hi, I'm Justin. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at InfendoJustin. Um, you can go to thedisneyparkbench.com and see all of my Disney-related postings and stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say for that. Right, I'm doing well. Eugene, <laughs> what all do you have to say for that? Um, well, um, this is definitely not the second time I'm doing an intro here, so I'm going to tell you about how yeah. great I'm doing, how fantastic the weather here is in New Mexico. Actually, it is. It's been raining, and it's kind of cool out, so I'm liking it. But um, that's not important. What's mainly important is you guys want to go to Infendo.com if you want to find out all the, you know, Infendo happenings that are going on in the world of Infendo. But uh, you don't care about that. You care about Lucas because he's actually doing things in the world of the internet. I watched one of your YouTube videos the other day. How are you doing tonight, Lucas? Did it happen to be Dark Souls? Did you happen to watch Dark Souls? I mean, yeah, I'm very, I'm very, um, yeah, you know Disappointed me. in me? <laughs> yeah, I know. I would be too. My performance was pretty piss poor. Um, I'm doing good, Eugene. And thank you for asking. Uh, yes, it is true. I have a YouTube channel called Lucas Peace. I post videos there. I've been posting a lot of videos there lately. I've been playing Dark Souls. I've been playing Fall Guys. Played Monster Hunter with Steve. We recorded three hours and 40 minutes of us hunting the final monster in the Monster Hunter Rise demo for the new Sunbreak DLC. Um, and I will spoil that video for you guys. We didn't kill it. We tried for a very long time. We were unable to kill it. So if you want to sit back one like Sunday afternoon, you want to have a little like a, a pitcher of lemonade, kick back, take a little nap, and while you're drifting off to sleep, listen to Steve and I just swearing profusely. Put that video on in the background. It just it's plenty of content there to get you through the entirety of your nap. So um, that was one of the recommended videos after I watched the Dark Souls video. Yeah, so, that's kind yeah, of a. Yeah. That's like a hard mode watching my content version. Like easy is like, oh, Fall Guys. Hard is four hours of Steve and I hunting a monster in Monster Hunter Rise, you know? God, that's that's like a Avengers Infinity War. We're just going to sit here for hours and watch everybody lose. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much how it went down for us. It was, we got, Steve is right. He's in the comments right now. I mean, the ghost of Steve. Um, we got very, very, very close. The last hunt that we did, like we made it to like he get, he went to a fifth area, which he's never done. I was trailing him. It was it was close, but we could not take him down. So looking forward to the game dropping at some point tonight and us being able to try again. So we will let you know how that goes next week. But for now, we have plenty to talk about because there was a Nintendo Direct. Just a what was it? Was it yesterday? Was it yesterday that the direct dropped? Yeah, was, in the morning, right? I believe. In the morning, that's mm -hmm. right, because that was the first thing I did when I woke up was I watched that direct. And it was really cool. Like, I, I heard it was going to be like a mini direct. It was going to be a third-party direct. So I was thinking, okay, this probably won't be anything. And then they started showing off just like game after. Like, it started with Monster Hunter Rise. And I skipped that because I'm kind of going into that game mostly blind. But um, there was a lot of stuff I that I was I skipped that really as well, but in. for entirely different reasons. Of course, of course. Um, does anybody want to, like, I don't know if anybody has yes. like, a list of the games. Yes. At, I count on you. You're our new, you're our new Steve. Ever since we lost Steve, <laughs> you're the new Steve. So, well, before, be, 
before I get to the list, can I just talk about my, um, I don't know if it was a highlight or if it, what it was, but it was my standout from the mini because I hadn't seen it yet. Sure. Freaking Sonic Frontiers looks pretty freaking cool, actually. Doesn't why it? is the internet Doesn't it why look is so it, cool? Why is the internet so mad at that game? It actually looks good. Like, I don't okay. get it. So I can kind of, I don't I can know. Kind of explain it, this. I want it. I can explain it in a few... Real quick, your, your Sonic politics history lesson, whatever. So, you know, there is the Sonic cycle of games where a game gets revealed, people think it's going to be good, then they get the game, it's not as good, then they get pissed off, then, you know, start again. So there's already that, and Sonic Forces forced us to try to have a good time, and it really wasn't that good of a time. So there's that whole, like, level of, like, 3D Sonic games, or anyway. But then on top of that, the very first gameplay that they showed off of the game basically looked like something that, like, a fan made in Unreal Engine in, like, a day. It was a big open world, tons of pop-in, it looked empty, Sonic's run cycles looked really bad and lazy and stuff. And then, like, the day after that, Game Explained did, like, an eight-minute trailer on the game that looked a lot better. So you've got people on both sides of the fence now who are like, this game looks unfinished. It looks like, you know, some fanboy made it in his mom's basement. And then you have people who are like, yeah, but no, it actually has, like, other stuff, and it looks fun, and it looks cool. So the whole internet is kind of at war right now over whether this game is going to be any good, which is honestly pretty standard fare for a Sonic game. But I am so excited for this game. I have wanted an open-world Sonic game for, like... Ever since I saw Sonic CD, I saw that intro and he's running around the mountain and, oh God, I just can't wait. I mean, it really seems like the way to do Sonic in 3D. Yes. Because you've got, like, how else are you going to gotta go fast (laughs) Mm -hmm. without a big open world? And it it solves the problem that they've been experiencing since, like, the adventure games, which is they've always said... um, that one of the hardest things about designing for a Sonic game is they can't make enough stage to make like a satisfying gameplay experience, right? And they're always cutting corners and adding like treasure hunting sections with knuckles or shooting sections mm-hmm. with tails because like you just you can't make like a full feature length game with just Sonic stages that take up like as much track as it takes to make a, a game about a character that moves through it so quickly. So it's kind of nice to just have a giant, open, Hyrule field to explore. And then it looks like within that, you'll be able to transport to, like, the city world and, and the, the different worlds they started showing right, up right, to do, right. like, more traditional, like, stage stuff, which, um, yeah, color me excited. Every time I see, like, gameplay, I get more and more excited for that game. So I'm, I'm pretty, pretty ready for this one. Yeah, no, it looked really cool. I was I was pleasantly surprised, quite honestly. But yeah, do you want me to just kind of run through the list that I have here? I'm pulling it from yeah. Polygon.com. Yeah, and then I do um, want to talk about some of my favorites too, as I'm sure Justin and you do. So. Yeah, totally, totally. Because there's a lot to talk about here. Obviously, oh, yeah. honestly, this might be the show. Like, we'll yeah. we'll see. But yeah. um, let's see. We started with Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Kind of touched on that. Near Automata. Mm. Excited about that, that was a one. Big surprise. I was not expecting yeah. that game to be on Switch. Yeah, totally. Is that a um, Square Enix game? I think it is. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't really. I so I didn't really follow that game at all. Uh, and then it just blew up online, and I was like, what is this game? Like, why is everybody talking about this game? And now here it is. So, you know. And it's supposed to be very, you know, have a little bit of Dark Souls tendrils into it, so I'm kind of excited to play yeah. it myself. Uh, um, yes, that is Square Enix. Oh, and developed by Platinum. Okay, mm. I thought it was Square, because it Square had a Platinum. pretty... Square had a pretty big uh, presence in this uh, direct, as we'll get to here in a minute. But um, Lorelei and the Laser Eyes, that one looked interesting. I think that was um, like a puzzle adventure game, it looked like. Um, We had Super Bomberman R2. Uh, That looked pretty colorful and fun. This one looked fun. Um, I remember these back in the day. R means? No. Really awesome. Okay. It was a good game. The this these games are really cool. I remember them from like my high school days. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection oh, is coming to Switch. Yeah, that's a cool one. That's cool, and it's a Game Boy Advance game, which is like really weird because ten Several. Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, yeah, we don't get those on Switch. Well, I know. Okay. okay, six Game Boy Advance games with like four of them being duplicates or however that works. Sure. Out. Okay, but sure, Pokemon sure, Red yeah. and Blue are still two different games. You know. It's oh, yeah, the same completely. game, but they're different games. You're paying like 
whatever you paid for in 1996 money for, for, for both games. You know, so I don't know. <laughs> Fair. Um, next is Pac-Man World Repack. Not so excited about this one, but I mean, you know. You know what would have gotten me excited if this included Pac-Man Versus? Pac-Man World 2. I, I wish... I wish it included. I wish it was the trilogy, honestly, because I've never played Pac-Man World two or three. I loved Pac-Man World on the original PlayStation, mm-hmm. so I'm actually excited about this. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Um, next on the list, we have Blanc. That one looked really cool. It was like that black and white um, fox and deer game or whatever. Looks like that one's going to be launching as a console exclusive on the Switch next year. Uh, we got Return to Monkey Island. That one was coming, I think, this year it was announced. Yeah, later on this year. Um, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Looks like that's launching in October. Um, Little Noah Scion of Paradise. That one looked weeby, but cool. Um, we got <laughs> Railgrade. All right, I like trains. So this one's got trains and robots. So it's hitting uh, kind of two of my favorite things. Mm. We'll see how that goes. Uh, RPG time, The Legend of Right. This one looked cute. I don't think it's for me, but it looked interesting anyways. Um, Sonic Frontiers, already talked about that one a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I don't know that I'm excited for it, because I'm probably not going to get it, but I'm excited to see what it becomes, for sure. See what the, what the Sonic fan base reacts to that AKA one. A.K.A. me. <laughs> sure, yeah. You're my, I mean, you're my, my I am Sonic the, barometer. I am the token Sonic fan base of this group here. Now that Steve is gone, it's just me. So <laughs> It's true. Um, we have uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Justin, was were you interested in this one? This looked like a U game. kind of looked like Harvest it, Moon with Disney. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a little Harvest like Moon. Like a life a little, simulator uh, is what it said. Uh, yeah, Animal, Animal Crossing. I don't know. I'll... I'll I will keep an eye on it. Um, actually, it looks. It reminded me a little bit of uh, what was the one, the Disney Infinity, the Toys to Life game that they had. Oh so yeah, it seems like yeah, a yeah, little. Yeah. It seems like that mixed with Animal Crossing. So I don't know if it goes on sale. I'll probably give it a try, but I don't think it's. I mean, it's up my alley because it's Disney, but it also seems a little on the. Uh, simple side yeah yeah kitty yeah yeah yeah, i i think so um next we have live a live or live alive i don't really know um how that's pronounced um um, okay that would make the most sense i like live alive because those are two actual words so do i but that's apparently wrong (laughs) well that's how i'm calling it so deal with it well, uh, that's another one by uh, Square Enix making another appearance on the list. We have kind of um, that. yeah, Doraemon Season of Seasons, Friends of the Great Kingdom. That's coming later on this year. I, I it looked all right. Uh, Minecraft Legends um, that piques Steve's interest, I'm sure, coming on that's next year. Nobody cares about that around here. He's been he's been talking about that one, but I don't know if it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be kind of a casual Steve game. I don't think it's gonna like you know blow him out of the water kind of thing so sure 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 um next we have um dragon quest treasures um so that one is looking like it's gonna be pretty cool go ahead i want to i want to pause here for a second because dragon quest treasure so fun fact i watched the direct in japanese um, because I got it on my Nintendo Switch, and the only version that was pulling up in my newsfeed was the Japanese version. I didn't want to go on YouTube and kind of, like, spoil myself, like, searching for it. So I figured, ah, screw it, I'll just watch it in Japanese. It's fine. So I watched the thing, and the entire time I was watching it, I was thinking, this is Monster, uh, or Dragon Warrior Monsters. Like, this is that game. But it is not. It is Dragon Warrior Treasures, or Dragon Quest Treasures. Dragon Quest Treasures, mm-hmm. It sure looks like a Monsters game. So I'm really hopeful that this will, like, like, it's got the kids, it's got the monsters, it's got the two aspects mm-hmm. that make a Dragon Warrior game a Monsters game instead of a, dra- I, sorry, a Dragon Warrior grew up with the Game Boy Dragon Warrior before they translated it and stuff, so that's just where my brain goes when I talk about Dragon Quest. But um, but I really hope that this is like a, a spiritual successor to the Monsters games, because those, those are my Dragon Quests. Those are my games. Like, I, I want this, so. Yeah, it looks cool, cool. and it's coming really out this hopeful. year. Yeah. 
uh, Square Man, I'm telling you, and we're not even done with them quite yeah. yet. Um, we have Portal Companion Collection that dropped yesterday. Actually, I almost bought it. Oh, that's I out. I almost that's bought it. out. Yeah, it came out yesterday. yeah, I almost. Oh, I I've been waiting for that for so long, <laughs> and I didn't end up getting it because I'm I don't know whether I'm gonna whether I'm gonna wait for a sale or just wait until I have the attention span for it. Because I, I I was gonna buy it, but I then I convinced myself. Portal. Me too, but I convinced myself not to because I'm playing so many other games right now. I just, you know, I know exactly. I wouldn't play it right, right this second. So, the yellow but yeah, it came out yesterday. On my face supplies right drop now is the Nintendo eShop. <laughs> <laughs> the supply surprise drops, man. I love those. Those are those are so good. That was the uh, downside to watching the games in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. Uh, Square Enix with another appearance with um, Harvest Stella. This one I'm really excited about, actually. It looks like Stardew Valley meets Harvest Moon meets yeah. uh, Final Fantasy type of thing. You know, I, I, It looks cool. I'm really excited about this one. Um, looks like it's dropping November 4th. Uh, next we have not one... Not two, but three Persona games coming in October. No, one mm-hmm. of them's coming in October. The other ones are expected soon. The one in October, it looks like, is uh, Five Royale. So here's the thing. As the resident Persona fanboy, I'd like to talk about Persona for a minute, if I may. Um, like, I'm, I'm excited for this because we're getting Persona games on a Nintendo console, which is relatively unheard of, I feel like, as long as they're, like, main series games. I mm-hmm. really, and I know I'm probably in the minority here, I really wish that they were the original versions and not, like, the special edition, like, the year after mm. edited versions. Because they always do weird stuff, okay? Like, um, without getting into, like, spoilers, in, in Persona 4 Golden, which is, like, the updated version, for some reason they gave everybody, like, That's the only one I've played. And it's really weird, like, it's just a weird change. In Persona 5, they take, like, a really good story arc for, like, a main villain, and they, like, twist it and make the villain, like, come back to life, kind of, for, like, a a bonus section. And they add a new character, and they give her, like, her own, like, story arc that goes through, like, the whole game. It's just, it's weird. It's, like... They take this, like, really good RPG plot and they make it, like, more messy and convoluted and, like, they add fan servicey stuff with, like, characters. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's weird. It, not fan servicey, like, sexy, but, like, fan servicey, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we got to see what Morgana looks like as a, you know, like, that kind of stuff. It's just, it's weird. Sure. I don't know. I like the, I like, like, the pure original versions of the game so much and then, like, watching the bonus footage online of, like, the other games, I've always been convinced, like, I'm happy I played the original ones, which is a weird feeling to have, but I like these more. So, like, I'm, again, really excited we're getting Persona on Switch. I'm sure I'm in the minority. I'm sure a lot of people prefer the the updated versions of the games that come out, like, a year later, but I kind of wish that we could just play the original games because those stories are so good. But anyway, that's all. That's all I've got. So, really cool. Persona on Switch. I love it. Yep, Persona's that, and we're getting, you know, hopefully more to come if they sell well, you know? So we're going to see Persona 6, maybe? That would be exciting. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then um, the last thing on this list, anyways, I, I, I think it pretty much hit everything was Captain Velvet Meteor the Jump Plus Dimensions I honestly don't remember what that one was um, in the direct so um, if anybody remembered it and I'm, I'm not doing it justice I guess uh, give it its due but yeah that was it so um, I have a couple more actually that um, didn't quite get mentioned probably because they were very minor but I was looking back at my messaging with uh, with Steve after like the direct launch and everything Clone they did have that like montage off. in the middle of a bunch yeah, of games yeah. that weren't focused on. Oh, yeah, sure. They, they showed off Clonoa, which I was really excited for. They showed off Digimon Survive, which is one that I've been kind of on the fence about, but that I'm hopeful will be good. They showed off more of my JoJo's uh, All-Star Battle R, which is the fighting game that I love so much. It's getting a port to Switch in September, which I'm really excited for. So, I don't know. There's a, there's a bunch of like little stuff that I'm pretty high. No Man's it's Sky still year. still uh, oh, coming yeah, out. No Man's that's Sky. got me excited. Yep. yep. I always get that one mixed how up with the they gonna, Worlds. I, I don't know how they're going to put that on the Switch because it like Hopefully barely ran. Based. 
it, it seems like it's going to be like an actual game game, but like that thing like had trouble running on my, uh, you know, my Xbox, you know, so I don't know. We'll see. So, <laughs> I don't know what, the, so what kind of magic that? they're doing. I didn't really think it was that graphically intensive. But, but it's big, right? Like it's like, it's mm. literally like the size of a universe, right? So mm. I don't know. Well, yeah. anyway, um, uh. is that the game that got good? That was like really yes. bad when it came out and now, now it's, yeah. so it's yeah. a good game now. It's not a bad game. Okay. Allegedly. Okay, because I've always equated that with um, a really bad game. Like I hear No Man's Sky and I think garbage. But I know that like yeah, nowadays, apparently it started out really game, disappointed, yeah, really disappointing, and then really got bad, bigger and then get good. So like I don't know, mm-hmm. if it's good, I'll give it a try for sure. If it's not cloud based, because I've been interested in that one for a while. Yeah, I think they said um, it was. I played be it on the Xbox. I can't speak for the. Am I muted? No, yeah, we're just. Talking. There's just a lag, we're, so we end up talking over Wi-Fi, each other. So yeah, we talk over each other. We've been doing this show for 647 episodes. Go on, Justin. Um, no, I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah, you're right, um, Lucas. That that when it first launched, it was a disappointment, and then over time, it built up to be a much better game. It, okay. I've played it on my Xbox One, and and I enjoyed what I played of it, but it's definitely more of a portable you know play while you're watching tv sort of game so i'm really excited for it to be on switch i hope it's good on the switch i mean even if it's okay on the switch i'll probably get more enjoyment out of it port like uh the witcher 3 you know i'm gonna get more use out of it portable than than you know on a big Mm -hmm. system so cool well, does anybody have anything they really like? Like they they watch the director and they're like, "I need this in my life right now," kind of thing. Like, is that I like- mean, honestly, like I said before, the one that I'm most excited about is Pac-Man World because I've been waiting for a remake or re-release of these games for years. Um, like yeah. I said, I played the original PlayStation game and loved it, but never beat it. Um, so this will be a great chance for me to revisit that i wish that it was the whole trilogy but i suppose if this sells well we'll probably see the other ones come out as well for me i think it's harvestella that one like really hit me i was like yeah give it to me in my veins i hope that the for me it's gotta be yeah i'm excited for sonic i hope that uh, the return to monkey island means that we will also get the other oh yeah Monkey Island games since we've already gotten some LucasArts games like Grim Fandango and Sam and Max so hopefully we'll get a whole uh, like a whole the whole series on the Switch now is Monkey Island is that the really like funny weird one with the little like puppet looking monkeys mm-hmm. with that have like the yeah. snake cameo and stuff okay good mm-hmm. I, I was getting that confused with Ape Escape and I was like which one is the good one but yeah no it's Monkey Island that's the one that I've been interested in so. Yeah, I that's Ape the Escape old LucasArts. I don't know. I've never played either of them, but one of them has like silly <laughs> monkeys, you know. So, Ape it's... Escape's the one that had was on the PlayStation that was first that I, I remember. Anyways, I was like, okay, this is why you need two joysticks because you mm-hmm. had controlled the monkey. Oh no, you controlled your character with one, and then like the net with the other joystick to try and oh. catch the monkeys. It was fun. Oh. I missed out on like all the PlayStation era games. Never, uh, never caught up with those. Never had it, but and a friend it, had it, and I always yeah. played it at his house. And then I believe they ported Ape Escape to the PlayStation Portable, which not only only had one joystick, but only had one <laughs> of each shoulder button. <laughs> sure. So let me ask you guys this real quick. Call it question block for the week, but let me ask you guys this, and then we'll jump into the games we've been playing. If there is no E3-like announcement from Nintendo. If the next Nintendo Direct isn't until, like, September, and it's about, like, the winter lineup and stuff, are you guys satisfied with what we got from this Direct, or are you, are you weirded out? Are you disappointed? Are you wanting more? Like, what's the what's I mean, the this wasn't really a Direct. This was a partner mini-Direct. So this was Nintendo showing off what third-party companies are coming out with. Nintendo hasn't... So you're saying you think there'll still be, like, a, a big Direct in, like, a month kind of thing? I, I don't know if it I think so. Yeah, I think because typically what they do around this time is they do 
I like an indie showcase. They do a partners mini direct, and then they do the "This is everything Nintendo's got." Now, whether we get it within the next few weeks or we don't get it until fall or whatever, I don't know. But well, this but is not a single fall. part of this was anything Nintendo has lined up. So we still have to hear about that stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. If we don't get it until fall, then we're looking at, like, winter releases at the earliest, which is kind of weird, because normally, you know, we would have all of our Nintendo news by now for, like, the second half of, you know, 2022, and right now we know nothing about what Nintendo is working on, you know? We haven't seen any more footage for Breath of the Wild 2. We don't really know about any of their other games. I think the last big game that came out was Kirby, and that's already done, you know? So it's like, you know, what what comes next? What's the next big... I wonder... I wonder if they're just going to do, like, uh, game-specific directs from here on out. Okay, here's our Breath of the Wild 2 direct. Here's <laughs> our... What even is supposed to come out the end of, uh, the rest of this year? I don't even know. I don't know. think there's anything. I don't think there's anything, because there mean, was Breath of the Wild 2, but they delayed that until 2023, so... Right, Bayonetta right, right. Bayonetta 3 is still floating around somewhere. Um, yeah, there's rumors of a Metroid game, Prime remaster. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, just, I don't think there's really any big... Like, there's no Mario, there's no Zelda, there's no... I mean, there's Pokemon. That's technically Nintendo. Well, Pokemon does their own thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, but I feel like it's as much of a Nintendo release as, like, Bayonetta, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of where we are. Like, it's we've, we've heard a few things from, like... I don't know if you would call those second-party companies, but, like, you know what I mean. We've heard a couple of things from, from other companies that are, like, attached to Nintendo, but what's the next big Nintendo project? Other than Mario and Rabbids, you know, which is a Ubisoft game, but it's got Mario mm-hmm. in it, you know? Like, what is... Yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. I, I guess, for me, the... Um, the, the third-party games, all the indie stuff, they've kind of just, like... Uh, cloudied everything and then made me not realize that Nintendo isn't releasing a whole lot of stuff right now, you know, because there's just so much other stuff coming out. That's kind of where I am. I don't really think I need anything big AAA Nintendo. Like, if it it gets announced, you know I'm getting it. But, like, you know, Monster Hunter, I've got, like, nine games coming out in September that I'm excited for. A month after my birthday, mind you, so that's frustrating. But still, you know, there's a ton of stuff coming out that I'm really excited for all through the year. I don't really feel like I'm missing anything by not having, like, you know, two or three big Nintendo releases to look for, which is really weird, because that's, like, the whole reason you play Nintendo games is for Nintendo. Except I'm just missing that big Nintendo surprise, you know, you know, like Metroid last year, like, that thing that nobody knew was coming and everybody wants. Like, I just, they have to give us something. Mm Well, you know yeah, what? I, like, well, I mean, like, there's like there's like eight things I want. F Zero would be amazing. A new Kid Icarus would rock my mm. socks. Um, more than yeah. anything, what I want is some kind of Zelda side project. I want like I, I'd I'd rather it be 3D. It's probably going to be 2D, but I want another Zelda game that I can really latch on to. And I don't know what yeah. that's going to be or when that's going to be, but man, it'd be fun to have something else to look forward to and to tide everybody over who's excited for Breath of the Wild. Well, exactly. Like, if they mm-hmm, dropped something mm-hmm. in September, you know, like a remake or, you know, like a Link's Awakening See, style a, sort of thing. I don't even want a remake. Yeah, I want, like, a full-on new Zelda game, but it can be, like, top-down. It doesn't have to... <laughs> that would be It doesn't nice. have to be that good. It's just... I, I, I would, I Zelda Maker. Itch, you know? Yeah, Zelda Maker. I would, I would absolutely yeah. love another top-down Zelda game to hold us over, because I think, mm-hmm. like, honestly, like, if they if they split the series so that you get, like, traditional linear Zelda in top-down and, you know, wide exploration open world in 3D, then, then you know, that's great. We get the best of both worlds, but... Ghost of Steve makes a good point. We did get Zelda Maker, Link's Awakening on the Switch. You can literally oh, make on. dungeons. <laughs> no, that's not the same, not Steve. The same. It is pretty I, I guess, close, I guess, actually. It is pretty I guess close. I, I guess out of our known um, games, the ones that I want to see something, at least like a logo, I don't know, are Metroid Prime. I want to see um, Pikmin 4 because it was announced, I feel like years ago, that Miyamoto was working on that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
the Breath of the Wild 2, obviously, because, you know, like, we know it's not coming this year anymore, but I'm still hankering for it. See, I want the odd ones out. I want, like, the unexpected, like, new Star Fox, new F-Zero, new Yeah, Icarus, Star you know? Fox. We're Those still waiting that, like, for the first Star Fox on the Switch, so, yeah, We got Star know. Fox Zero. Where's Star Fox 1, Nintendo? Where is it? Where did you put it? I want Star Fox Alpha. Um, I want to play as buy both versions and mix them together <laughs> and unlock all the pilots. <laughs> One version, one version is only as, Landmaster uh... levels. <laughs> oh no! Don't buy that one, uh, especially if it includes the submarine ones. No, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you're right, though. It, like, it, I mean, it's COVID, though, right? Like, that's that's kind of the answer well, to everything. That's just kind of yeah, put a. But- how I see the here's the thing with that though like because I was thinking that earlier today too and then I was thinking okay but we already had like the COVID lull and then games started coming out again and I feel like we haven't had another lull as big as the first lull so like aren't we kind of mm. back in a phase where like people are making games I feel like we, we're getting a lot of games like look at the Nintendo Direct we had yesterday ton of games coming out across all different companies obviously but that's that's not nintendo and not japan though right because they operate entirely differently well a lot of those companies were japan but 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 not nintendo which is what eugene is saying yeah that's that's a fair um and um and the other part of that too is that a lot of games take like years and years like five Mm -hmm. years to make you know like covid like just was a thing so like if you know some of these games were ramping up or like you know only had a year in development when COVID ramped up. Yeah, I can definitely see where the delays would come. You know, it's just kind of how it works. So I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just gonna play the games when they release. You know, I, I don't want to worry about too much otherwise because otherwise I'm just gonna get disappointed. I waited for like 15 years for Metroid Dread and it finally came out. You know what I mean? So like, if I'm maybe waiting <laughs> for for games, then I'm. I think my, my biggest version, disappointment was yeah. that we didn't. Uh, Square didn't announce anything about the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. Like, why are those not coming to Switch yet? (laughs) Yeah, that is true. Well, you know, give it time. I'm sure it'll pop in and uh, show itself. All right, we've talked this topic to death. I'm moving us on. Eugene, what have you been up to? What games have you been playing? Um, I'll, I'll make it brief because it's really just been all Dark, uh, dark Souls, all Elden Ring. All Elden Ring and um, Xbox Series X games because, yeah, I got a new console and it's shiny and it's new and been kind of just play, been playing a lot of games on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Beat Ninja Turtles, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know that there's a whole lot of reason to go back to that because I, you know, I'm not playing with any y'all or anything like that. But it was fun. It was a fun romp. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the old Turtles in Time, you know, Turtles Arcade type of stuff. So glad I got the chance to play that for free. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Picked up Tunic again because um, itching for another experience that's kind of you know Dark Souls, Elden Ring esque. That one is more, um, more. That one more is getting giving me more Fez vibes, and I never beat Fez because I was never smart enough for that. So I fear that I'm not going to be smart enough for this game, and I don't want to have to resort to just like you know sitting in front of a guide reading it from my ipad so i don't know I'm, i'll give it a couple of other shakes but um there, there, go ahead. there is a point there is a point with games where rather than concede and read a guide you want to just say like that's what i did with fez I, I said i can sit here and i can i can step by step walk my way through this game or mm-hmm. I can just say, I had a good time, and I don't need to beat it. And that's what I did for Fez, you know? And mm-hmm. I totally understand where you're coming from with that. There's that's so kind of where I am with Cuphead. There. Yeah, yeah, there's so many sure. games out there that if you can't beat it without, like, resorting to online help, and you just don't want to do that, you just say, it's fine. I don't need to beat it. Maybe I'll come back to it someday. But it was a good game, and it's not always about hitting, you know, credits, rolling credits. Sometimes it's just about playing yeah, exactly. the game and enjoying it until you stop enjoying it. Yeah, Which exactly. is another reason for buying games on sale, because if you didn't pay full price for it, then you don't have to feel bad about not beating the full game. <laughs> Again, I, I keep going back to Game Pass, because that's mm-hmm. the that's the beauty yeah. of it. Because a lot of these, like Tunic, I think yeah. free on Game Pass, so like I didn't have to spend a, a dime on it. Got to spend like 10 hours in the game, feel like I got my fill, but also don't feel like I'm wasted any money on it. You know, like it, it's just yeah. a really good value. 
But um, what else? Um, I did play some more Mario Strikers Charged. Or not Charged. Jeez. How Mario's Okay, I beat the first, um, whatever, Galactic Tournament. Better that than me. is better than hard. me. It is yeah, hard. hard. Really hard. Oh, man. I can't They're the good. First, I can't beat the first enemy in that tournament, let alone the <laughs> Sure. Tournament. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it gets rough. Like, you and feel I like you're... That. And I love Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Because it keeps me coming back, you know? Like, I, um, yeah. I have a reason to keep playing this game now, you know? Like, I, I felt like when I torched through the first ones, I was like, ah, yeah, you know, this is, I got this. Mm-hmm. This is easy. And then I went into the online mode super unprepared. Mm-hmm. But after I beat um, this tournament, like, just, like, grinding my teeth, grinding my teeth, like, for, mm-hmm. seriously, like, for a couple hours this weekend, yeah. um, I finally beat it. And I went online, and I finally won my first match. So, like, it, nice. it, it works, you know. It, it forces you to actually, uh, I guess, play a good match. Not a good soccer match, but a good Mario soccer match because there's a difference. You have to learn the strategy of how to be a good um, player in this game because there, yeah. you know, you, you got to, at, at least for me, my the thing that's really moved me over the edge is that I've learned how to... Um, use the manual mode properly in that I can move the other characters around kind of like chess pieces where I want them to go. Mm. And then, um, you know, that then I can kind of like set up my attack or my defense as it were. It's, it's really hard though, because you know, you, then you're not just controlling the one character. You're really thinking yeah. about controlling the whole team. But uh, that's the way that really got me to, um, you know, kind of progress my game. So I don't See, know. At, maybe that works for you. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know that I ever want to get that good at this game. Like, I like this game. I have a <laughs> sure. lot of fun with this game. I eventually want to beat the Galactic Tournament. But I feel like I will probably end up brute forcing my way through it as opposed to mm-hmm. getting really, like, just kind of like, just getting good enough to make it. Kind of like, that's how that's how I see myself progressing over years you know like i I just like i love this game but i i'm not i'm I'm not at that level where it's like okay this is my game and i'm gonna learn every inch of it i have a game like that that i've been playing a lot of that i will talk about on my change the system but with mario strikers i just want to play it like a loser you know 10 year old uh who's never played a game before and that's what's so cool about these tournaments because uh, for me anyways it's enough like it's enough of a single player experience that it's kind of keeping me coming back you know so yeah Mm -hmm. enjoying the hell out of this game great uh, palette cleanser between all the other weird crap that i'm playing but uh yeah that's really it for me so i'll pass the mic all right justin you want to take it Sure, because mine's going to be short, too. Really not a whole lot of different stuff, as usual. Haven't had a whole lot of time to play. Um, I do have a couple of new things on the list, however. Um, uh, Speaking of point-and-click mystery adventure games, uh, Blade Runner, the original PC game, came out on the Switch uh, in the past week. Um, Never played that, but the move... you know, Blade Runner is one of my all-time favorite movies, so I had to get it. Um, haven't played a whole lot about it. I've actually never really played a point-and-click adventure game ever, so this is kind of a new experience for me. But uh, you know, it's it's that's that's what it is. If you've played it, it's back. If you haven't and you like Blade Runner, you'll probably like this. But I haven't gotten very far in it. I don't know. I know point-and-click adventures have a reputation for being kind of opaque. And, uh, you know, just just hard to get into. But, yeah. uh, you know, I figure if worst comes to worst, I'll look up a guide. Um, That's what I've been I also Max a picked few times. Up, <laughs> sure. I also picked up a new game, which, oddly enough, we reviewed a long time ago and poorly. Um, I got Uno on the Switch. Oh, oh yeah! No. Oh yeah! <laughs> now I think this is the Have updated they fixed version. It? Of yeah. Uno. Okay. Okay, but um, it plays a lot. Like it was the... unplayable for us. Yeah, this plays a lot like the uh, the mobile phone version that I played, which is mm-hmm. nice. Okay. I found myself playing a lot of Last Card in the the 
50 you know, the clubhouse games on the switch and i'm like yeah i really want to play like actual uno with actual uno rules and it was on sale for four bucks and i've had it in my wish list for years and i'm like you know what for four bucks i'm gonna get this and i'll play it so yeah it does play pretty well i wish you could play it with more than just four players um it'd be nice to like have six or something like that but um when you turn on all of the house rules like the seven zero rule um, and uh, the the jump in rule and all that games can take quite a while because you think you're just about to get rid of your card and then mm-hmm. somebody plays a seven and switches hands with you so um, but uh, so that's been that's been fun um, the only other I mean I have a couple new games but one I haven't played yet but uh, one game that I think it just came out. But I know it was, or at least still is, on sale. And I absolutely had to try it because it just looked weird. It's called The Psycho Duck. And it's this really kind of weird stealth, like top-down stealth game where you play as a duck who is obsessed with collecting crowns. And so your job is to sneak around a bunch of obstacles and and frog guards to get to the duck on the other side of the screen and murder him to steal his crown. And it was such a that's the only way you can steal a crown, right? It is such a ridiculous concept. And the game was only like a dollar, maybe two dollars on sale. And I'm like, I have to try this. So I played a few levels of that. That'll be an amusing little distraction. Um, besides those, it's been, honestly, a lot of Picross. Because I need a game that I can play while I'm watching TV with my wife. Most of the games I want to play have either dialogue or music or something that kind of is mandatory for playing it. So, um, you know, Picross has been my big thing. Nice. Well, I guess that means I'm up, huh? Um, I've been playing games this week. I've been playing a lot of games this week. Mostly, I've been playing Sonic Origins, which is where I want to start this journey. Because that came out, and, um, this game does something for me that I haven't experienced in a while with an old game collection. Like, I don't know if it's just that I'm a Sonic fanboy or what, but the, um... What are they called? I forget. They're not called like anniversary mode, but there's a mode in the game. I think it is called anniversary like the, mode. Is it anniversary mode? Yeah. Well, it's the, the kind of the main mode. You can play them classically, yeah. like four by three. But you can also play them widescreen. And when you play, um, yes, anniversary mode, um, you have unlimited lives. And not only do you have unlimited lives, at any point you can restart a stage and it keeps track of what you already did. So like in Sonic CD, if you went to the past, you get to start the stage from the past, which is really cool. If you're trying to kind of see everything you want to see in the game and, you know, beat all of the, the enemies in the past to change the future and stuff. Um, if you have coins, which you collect instead of lives in the game, you can then spend those coins to retry any of the Chaos Emerald challenges. So if you're like me and you find Sonic games incredibly stressful until you have all seven Chaos Emeralds because you're desperately trying to get all seven before you finish the final boss... You can get them on your own time and replay a level over and over again until you finally get it. It is a really, really satisfying way to play these games. I went. So you're telling me that Sonic has rings and games. coins? Uh, yeah. Now they have rings and coins. That is correct. All right. So <laughs> my, so I really want this because you know I do like some classic Sonic and and all that, but like. Like, I have a hard time justifying $40 for this. Like, I feel like if this game had come out and was $20 or the $40 collection also had, like, the Master System and Game Gear games, um, it would be more worthwhile. But it just seems like $40 for, what, four um, Genesis games just seems, even with all the enhancements, it just seems pretty steep since i have most of these on other collections yeah i get that is you do you feel like the price is a little high or i mean i know you're gonna buy it anyway so yeah i i think it's worth it but you know prices price is relative to the person right you know i mean either either it's worth it for you or it's not for me it absolutely is because i really like this game like i i um 
it's just the classic games, you know? So if you think each one is worth $5, then this probably isn't the right collection for you because what you're getting is all of the classic games with all of the little bonus features that, uh, you know, come with that. Playing as Tails and Knuckles in Sonic 1 and Tails in Sonic CD and Tails and Knuckles in Sonic 3. And, you know, it's like, if that's enough for you, then get it. If not, then, you know, it'll be on sale eventually. So just hold off. Yeah, it, yeah. I just me- don't see myself replaying the game enough to get that much out of it. Yeah. But I do want it. I do want these versions of it, especially with you know the infinite lives and all that. I just, I don't know. I, I was really hoping that the Master System games would be included in this, but for some reason, Sega seems to forget that they ever made them. So. <laughs> yeah, I see. I don't really care about those, honestly. Like, there's not, there's not much missing from this game for me. Now, the weird thing, the thing, the controversy, I guess we have to talk about that everybody's been talking about, is the fact that the Michael Jackson music is is changed. And if you go, there's like three levels in the game that no longer have the music they used to have. One of them, I would say, is a significant improvement. Um, Casinopolis, I think that's the name of it. I forget. Casino Night. It's whichever one is in Sonic Three. It used to have that really annoying. Now it's got like the beta music that was like really good. So that's an improvement. Ice Cap Zone kind of sucks. Like it's really, like it was a really good song and now it's really not a good song. And um, then there's like one other level. I can't even remember what it is, but it's changed too. Didn't bother me at all. Honestly, I thought it was kind of cool because it was like, oh, look at this, the music that could have been. Like, how interesting. But, you know, there are people out there that are completely um, upset with all of this. So, Beside themselves. You know, take, it, take it as you will. If that, if that's your, yeah, if that's your deciding factor, then it's pro- again, probably not the game for you. But I think this is like the definitive way to play these games. Like, let me put it this way. Um, and this will kind of move us along on my change the system. I enjoyed playing these games so much that after I played through every single, like, you know, Sonic game from start to finish, watched all the cutscenes in between, got through that, I immediately jumped to Sonic Mania, and I've been playing through Sonic Mania. Because, like, I just I need I to finish more. Sonic Mania. <laughs> I wanted more. I wanted to keep the, the, the story. Because that's the thing about these games. The way they do the cutscenes in between, it's like one continuous story. So it's like you finish Sonic 1, and he sees the Chaos Emeralds fly off to the island from Sonic 2. And then you get to Sonic 2, or you get to Sonic CD. Then from Sonic CD, he flies off to Sonic 2. Sonic 2, he he meets up with Tails, and it's just, it's so good. Like, it's so good. It's like watching a little cartoon. Like, I love it so much. So, yeah, no, the Sonic games have completely enraptured me and taken up all of my time. But, again, we do have a show to finish here, so let me move on to the other games I've been playing. I am at a weird critical juncture with Fallout New Vegas. Um, Which, by the way, is on Game Pass, so I downloaded it last week. (laughs) So here's my issue. Here's my issue. And you probably will have less of it because you're playing it on console, but this game crashes all the time. And I thought it might be me. Now, it started crashing for me well before I started installing mods. And I've only installed a couple. They're, They're like quality of life mods. Um, the only one I installed that's like a novelty mod is one that lets you play the game after you've finished the story because I'm mm. pretty close to the end of the plot. Mm-hmm. And I'd kind of like to have like a post game. You know, it's kind of cool. It, it, they actually like add like the faction that you sided with like takes over the Mojave and everything, which is really cool. But um, but it's not a mod issue I found out. It's a, it's a game issue because apparently like I was on a I was on a mod that supposedly helps with crashes and like the very first sentence is we all love Fallout New Vegas but we're all tired of restarting our computers every 5 minutes because the game keeps crashing and I'm thinking oh no this is just this is just how this game is it crashes <laughs> all the time and um I've been wanting to sit down at night and just like casually play through the game but it's hard to really relax and lose yourself in a game when you're saving every five minutes because mm-hmm. every ten minutes the game crashes on you, you know? And you have to Control-Alt-Delete and sign out of your account and then sign back in to have the game force-quit because you can't force-quit on Steam. And it's, just, it's, it's a mess. And, and none of the mods that I've downloaded that are supposed to be like anti-crash have fixed the problem in any significant way. So... Um, I'm in this weird spot with the game where I, it's such a good game. I love it so much. I want nothing more than to be able to sit down and finish this game. But I'm, I'm starting to find it unplayable. Like, it's so buggy now that I'm starting to find it unplayable. And it seems like the further into the game I get, 
the more it crashes. So I really, really hope I can find a way to stabilize this game. But it's 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 that's annoying a, that it's work, you know? Yeah, it's annoying that it has to be work because it's such a good game. And I hope on Games Pass it's just a flawless experience. But um, all I can say is on PC, it's trouble. Like, it's it's been it's been hard. So um, that's New Vegas for what that's worth. I, I did hear rumors the other day that apparently people are thinking there might be a New Vegas 2 at some point, which I would be really excited for. I would love a game like that if it was any good. But um, I do kind of understand now why the New Vegas fanboys are so down on games like Fallout 4. There's just so much, like, choice and control of how you play this game compared to a game like that, which is much more, like, straight... I think there's still benefits to, like, Fallout 4, but it's so much more straightforward. And Fallout mm. New Vegas is so, um, like, you know, I want to play as an absolute psychopath. So I'm going to give myself the psychopath perk. And, you know, then all of a sudden you're, you're like, crazy-talking, like, random strangers. And, oh, I don't want to side with this gang in the town. I want to murder their, their leader, like, walk into town and just murder everyone. <laughs> you can do that. And as long as you're strong enough or you can talk your way out of a bad situation or you're stealthy enough or whatever the case may be, you can be whatever you want to be in this game. And that's really cool. Like, there are not a lot of games that do that. Um, I used to watch Dan Harmon. He did, like, Harmon Quest. It was a, it was like an animated D&D thing. And he would always knock video games because of, like, linear choices. He would say, like, oh, well, it's like a video game. I don't really have any choice in anything. This is, like, the closest you will get to, like, a tabletop, like, D&D kind of experience in a game. If you want to do a thing the odds are you can do it. Do you want to side with the, the racist Caesar's Legion that, like, crucifies people? Do you want to side with the government that's coming back and trying to build up the thing? Do you want to side with the cannibals and become a cannibal and eat people with them? Do you want to take over the desert yourself and screw every other group in the, in the desert? You can do whatever you want, and that's so cool. Like, I really <laughs> like this game. So I need to fix it because I really want to keep playing it, but we will see. Uh, the other game that I've been putting a lot of time into is Fall Guys. I really, really, really like Fall Guys. I'm playing a lot of it. I get really frustrated sometimes because people, you know, grab you and pull you and ruin your runs. But I love this game. <laughs> I found my I found my battle royale. I, I need to download so that. It's so good. I need it's to play so it. I downloaded it, but I haven't played it yet. Totally free. And unless you care about cosmetics, there's no reason for you to ever spend a dime on it because you can literally earn in-game money just by playing and, you know, then you can buy whatever you want. If you want to look like a banana, just save up some money. And, and I do. And a banana costume when it comes into the shop. Exactly. Um, so that's that. And really the only other game that's worth talking about at all is Sam and Max. It's not really that worth talking about, right? Because it's just Sam and Max. It's a, like, freaking 15-year-old game. But I'm playing that. Last Last night, yeah, I guess... Oh, wait, you're playing that. Which um, one are you playing? The the. I think I'm playing um, the one that came out in 2006. Oh, okay. Uh, Save the World. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm just... Either way... My, my life just flashed before my eyes. Continue. <laughs> Jeez. But either way, it's a, it's a really fun game. I've been, I've been really enjoying Sam and Max. I've, I've fallen headfirst into this universe. Yes? I was say, is that... Is, it, are you having... Like, is that one hard to figure out? Like, do you get... So usually there's, like, a moment in each chapter where I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I finally, like, you know, do a Google search and it says, oh, go back to the first area and grab the poster off the second wall. And I'm like, oh, of course, I never would have figured that out, you know, that kind of thing. But it is fun to try to figure out the problems yourself. They're not, like, overly complex. It's very simple, all in all. But there are, there are areas where it's like... I just, I know I need to do this. I don't know how I do it, you know? And that's kind of been my my issue. I kind of used to do that with Phoenix Wright, too, I remember. There would be moments where I'd be like, let me just save with full health and try every available option until mm-hmm. I get the one that works, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But, yeah. um, but no, it's, it's a really, like, it's a really fun, really charming game. Like, I'm really enjoying it. It's absolutely a blast from the past, but it's a past I never experienced, so... You know, it's just it's it's been fun. Last night I have I had Grim like Fandango on my Switch, but I haven't played yeah. it yet. Yeah, boot it up sometime. Give it a go. You know, but no, like last night, like I, I had nothing to do. I was I was laying there in bed. I had talked to Steve for a little bit about the Monster Hunter stuff, and I tried to get into New Vegas, and it kept crashing. And I was like, I don't want to do this tonight. I booted up Fall Guys. I lost a couple rounds. I was getting frustrated with that. I was like, I don't really want to do this either. And I was like, you know what, Sam and Max. And before I knew it, I spent like four hours in the game. You know, so it's. 
it's 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 kind of that game you do when there's no other games to do, but sometimes it's all you want. You know? Sure. So. I, I just had a, um, a come to Jesus moment with uh, Sam and Max. So I remember playing the original Hit and Road um, on the PC way back yeah. when. That game came out 29 years ago, guys. Like I oh, just, it's, I, it's uh, old. Oh god. Yeah. That game, that game is almost as old as me. That game came out when I was like 93. One. 93. Yeah. So. Yeah. I remember seeing a preview of that in some, in some. I think it was actually a Lucasfilm magazine or something like that, where mm. they were showing off some of their their new games, and that was one of the big new ones. I had to update my uh, sound card. I think I got like a Voodoo or something like that to play that game. Anyways, yeah. Well, supposedly the third Telltale game is going to be getting remastered this year, so that'll be exciting. And then from there, who knows? You know, maybe uh, maybe someday we'll get a brand new game and the legacy will continue. That's the cool thing about this series. It's been like a comic and a mm-hmm. old school like eight bit point and click. And then it was a cartoon in the 90s, and I watched that the other day, which was really fun. And now it's like a Telltale game, and then they were in the Poker Night games that came out a couple of years ago. And it's just like, for whatever reason, it's, it's, it's funny that it would be these characters, because they're absolutely these kind of characters. Mm-hmm. They will not go away. They will not die. They just keep coming back. And it's kind of wonderful, honestly, that this... This obscure, like, video game character from, like, the, the in almost 80s is still alive and kicking. And, the comics know, were 80s. Kind of I think magical. it's a, I think it was 83 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. No, I, I really love it. Like, honestly, I want them in Smash Bros. now. Like, I, I have fallen headfirst for Sam and Max, and I am their biggest fan. So, you know. Yeah. But anyway, that is our show. Um... That is the end of our show, because I was the last change to the system. Thank you all so much for watching. I'm going to spend the next... Um, oh, hold on. Hold on. We have a question that I didn't see, because everybody's been chatting in the chat for the last hour and a half. So let me go ahead and pull that open real quick, and we will, we will look at the question block question. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, it's so tiny. It's so small, Eugene. I, can, I can't read that. Um, okay, hang on, I got this. Since this is a question... Okay, this is from Anoel. Question block question in our Discord. Since this is a question about anything deal, here's a concept for you all to ponder. Consider a house cat sized up to about horse size. This is the first time I'm reading this, by the way. <laughs> sized up to about horse size. Human-level intelligence. A whole loose tribal civilization of these people. My story idea is that the cats live in a wilderness while humans live in towns and cities. There's tension, of course, but the focus would be on pairings of young women from both people learning about each other and themselves. Sorry that I don't have a concrete question here, but I love this podcast and would love to hear you gents riff on my idea. Thanks. I absolutely love creative stories. I absolutely love this kind of stuff. So I am all on board for this. (laughs) I think you got a cool kind of like... Pocahontas style, like, you know, one world meets the other world kind of thing. I love the angle of the woman thing, too. I think that's really cool and unique because usually, you know, you got to throw a big bunch of guys front and center in your stories. So, honestly, I'm, I'm all on board. And the cat people kind of remind me of Khajiit, except that they're like, you know, <laughs> giant, giant horse-sized cat people with human intelligence. But big fan all around. Um, I say follow your dreams. Go for it. I want to see what you can do. You had me uh, at cat people, so I'm all in. What I really want to know is, do they use giant-sized litter boxes? Because... <laughs> Good question. Well, what I want to know is, it's specifically, it specifically says size up to horse size, human-level intelligence. So are they still on four legs, or are they, or are they upright? Yeah. It sounds well, like they're still on four legs. It sounds like these are, these are like giant horse-sized human intelligent cat can they speak okay that's a good question actually that's a good question can they speak because mm. they have human level intelligence but they don't have a human voice box so could they like form their own language out of would it be a different language would it sound different because it's coming out of a different type of voice box well, hell really for all we know they don't already have that well, that, well, yeah, I guess that's a good point. Too. But, you know, we've only ever experienced human vocalization before, but I'm sure a cat could come up with some sounds. Could they come up with, with enough intelligence, could they come up with the same sound as a human? That's a question 
you need to answer in your story. <laughs> I want to know the answer to it. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all in for this. I'm, 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 I'm ready for the Amazon miniseries. Well, just keep us posted, because we appreciate you. We love you, too. And we want to hear more questions like this in our Discord. So if you are curious and you want to ask us literally anything under the sun, this is your chance to do it. Infendo Radio reserves the right to not answer any questions that we find particularly offensive, <laughs> which we have done in the past also and will true. continue to do in the future. Also true. Thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Please, somebody, turn that moment where I stuttered and became a weird half-NPC on this YouTube video <laughs> into something magical for me. Um, we will be back again next week, and I will be talking exclusively about Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Because that game comes out tonight, and I'm really excited, and Steve's really excited. And these two, they don't give a crap, but they're going to have to listen <laughs> to it anyway. So thank you all so much for watching. We will be back again next week. Bye-bye. See you Adios. real soon.